Hello, everyone, and welcome to Not the Box Office Bomb. This is uh, Giant Bomb Presents, formerly known as the Interview Dump Truck. Uh, I am Alex Navarro. Joining me is Giant Beastmaster Austin Walker. How I you am doing, the man? Giant Beastmaster. Yeah. How's it going? It's going all right, man. You and I, uh, we took a little time this weekend out of our uh, busy video gaming schedules. On my birthday. On your birthday, which uh, I could not possibly be more apologetic for. Uh, I really did not intend for that to happen on that day. On my birthday birthday yeah i that was not the way i planned it out uh i i would like to state for the the record here that i gave you uh, opportunities for an out you if did. you if you said you I, I i don't want to do this on my birthday you had that choice that's true but you went with me anyway we saw pixels we did go to see pixels uh now before we get into the meat of this discussion uh i imagine the immediate reaction to a couple of chuckleheads on the internet talking shit about pixels is probably going to be why would you bother to go see it anyway? It's a bad movie. It's an Adam Sandler movie. You know right. what it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, the reasons for uh, for this are a couple of things. One, uh, yeah, we know. We know what an Adam Sandler movie. We've also we've, the two of us here. We've seen our share of Adam we, Sandler we've, movies. We've done that that work. Yeah, I've I've written a couple of reviews of Adam Sandler films here and there. Uh, I know what we were. I, I knew very well what we were getting into. That said, Pixels is a film uh, that is. About video games, ostensibly. Ostensibly. It is a word. It it uses uh, popular video game licenses in its uh, various crimes against uh, cinema. Right. And I was interested in what Pixels was doing because it felt like, at the very least, uh, sort of on the heels of, you know, sort of the Ernest Klein style of... That's the thing. ...of nostalgic pandering. Uh, And the fact that it managed to rope in these major video game companies to be a part of this thing, uh, especially in the wake of something along the lines of a Wreck-It Ralph, which came out a few years ago and did kind of the same thing of of getting a whole bunch of video game characters together in one space and making a movie out of it. I wanted to see what they did. Right, and we didn't, you know, we didn't go to go, like, see, oh, we're going to see the bad thing, and then we're going to record a thing where we talk about how, like, shitty it is, and we're going to laugh and yell... And like we're going to talk about how shitty it was, but like we're not yeah. here to dunk on it in the way that I think there are, there's a dunking culture on the internet. Yeah, and there's a million reviews up already yes. uh, that basically tell you that Pixels is a very bad film, it and uh, nothing we are going to say here will probably change that uh, that general opinion. Uh, but that said, I think there are some some interesting things about it, at least from the perspective of like what they went in trying to make, right? And and where they messed up, and how they how they messed up. Uh, which was everywhere. Which was basically everywhere. Yeah, it was kind of a top-to-bottom mess. It was. Uh, so just to give the basic premise here, uh, Adam Sandler in this film plays a guy who grew up in the 1980s. Yep. Uh, he was probably an early teenager around 1982, which is when the, the, the movie opens. He is very into arcade games. Uh, he is good at the centipede. He's a natural. He's a natural at the, at the space invaders, the Pac-Man. He's he's essentially he can he, see the patterns. He can see the patterns, uh, and that is that is what makes him very effective at that stuff. So he goes on. He goes to fight an arcade video game championship against uh, a character, the real name of which I cannot remember, but he was known as was it Fire Blaster? Fire Blaster is played by by uh, Peter Dinklage. Uh, the adult version is. I right, forgot, sorry, I forget, yeah, 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 this, this is still the kids' out. version. Yes, yes. Uh, he is defeated at the hands of Fire Blaster, who is a bit of a Billy Mitchell like. Yeah. Uh, I described him as Billy Mitchell by way of Booker T, the wrestler. To yeah, because he does a lot of like sucker. Like he does do some. Oh like, shit! Oh, yeah, 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 I'm doing re. Yeah. yeah, like it's just it's a real. But also just like, I'm the best, like I'm Billy Mitchell, like that style. Yeah, of, there's definitely of, a, a fair amount of which, braggadocio. Which again, okay, so here's the thing. On paper, like that's kind of a, a silly character, but yeah. it's not a bad character on paper. And this is the thing that I keep coming back to with Pixels. There's lots of things. I'm going to say, oh, on paper, hmm. And then in execution, hmm. Yeah. yeah. So 
just just to get through the rest of the synopsis Please. here. Uh, Adam Sandler grows up uh, to become a person who installs home theater systems. Uh, his life is a bit of a mess, a shambles, if you will. Uh, his friend, uh, who you meet early on, uh, goes on to be president, played by Kevin James. Right. Uh, he is a fairly well-hated president, uh, which I'm not really sure what the joke there was. The joke is that uh, America elected an idiot or that uh, America elected a guy and then decided he was an idiot. I think that's the latter because like, there's a scene where it's like, oh, he doesn't know how to read. Ha ha. He fucked up reading children's yeah. books. But then the, then it like cut to be like sympathetic because, oh, he was just real tired. Presidents, they're busy all the time. They are. Cut him some slack. Yeah, I, I still don't really know what the joke there was, I but uh, I don't know. Uh, eventually, aliens show up. They're mad because uh, following that 1982 arcade championship, the footage of that, along with a variety of other 80s things, most of which came after 1982, but we're not really... Let's, we're not, gonna, let's yeah. not hold them to the timeline here because right. that's sort of the least of the movie's problems. Uh, is launched into space. Aliens take it as a threat. They decide that video. They want to challenge us to the the you know the digital competition that we had 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 laid or supposedly had laid forth, uh, and so they send uh, sentient light creatures shaped like familiar video game characters to destroy the Earth. Yeah, and lo and behold, the only people who can save us huh. are Adam Sandler. And his band of merry arcaders. Right, they are called the arcaders. Yeah, that's There's like an almost rock band font on their uniform shirt. Too. Yeah, it's I. I don't know why that they thought that was a really great name for a team. Was well, I the think, arcaders? I, I think that there was probably a draft of that script that said gamers, and then a combination of things. One, gamers is a, is a a besieged term right now. Uh, I don't think they would care about that. Two, I think that it's like. No, we don't play games. We play arcade games. We're the old days, the good days. Yeah, there's a part where... The centipede days. Yeah, there's a part later on where Adam Sandler's character is hanging out with a kid who's playing The Last of Us, and he just sort of laments, I don't understand how any of this game is played. I don't think that was The Last of Us. I think that was The Evil Within. Really? Yeah, I'm 90% sure. No, I think it was The Last of Us, because one, it's a Sony movie. Oh, it's a Sony movie. Yeah, okay. and two, okay. I think I, I think I remember it, look it looked like he was killing clickers. Okay. Yeah, I was seeing. I, okay, that's that's better than I expected. But he just basically is like, I don't understand these video games. It's like there's no patterns. Like, how do you how do you win? And the kids just like you pretend to be the guy and you try not to die. Right. Right. Well, and that's that's like an that's one of the things that's like could have on paper been really interesting is like yeah. this division between old games which are pattern based that you memorize and you learn. And new games, which, you know, this is a complete reduction, but this is one of the things that the movie could have tried to do is like, oh, this is about inhabiting a certain character in a setting, in a, in a world, and kind of just embodying that experience. And they don't do anything with that, no. really. There's like a, a late movie, like, oh, it's like that, just you got to survive, you got to be, just do the thing. But like, it's bad. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't, they don't sell that. Uh, and, and for me, that has been, I went home and watched Wreck-It Ralph after, and so Wreck-It Ralph does a billion things that are interesting and dense with meaning and dense with relationships between different characters and different kind of categories and relationships, right? Like class stuff, gender stuff, and and like old games versus new games, inside games versus outside games, and all of those boundaries get blurred in interesting ways. You know, action games versus casual games versus racing games, the the demographics of those different things, like... All of that stuff gets played with in fun ways and and ways that produce some sort of meaning about like good versus bad and like how all of those binaries are kind of they fail at a certain right. level. Pixels doesn't do any of that. And like it hints at moments where it could maybe and then no, it's just like it falls back into dunking on nerds. Yeah, and that is so so 
I think expecting maybe even that, even even a modicum right, of sure. that from an Adam Sandler film is probably hoping for too much. Uh, so that's the other thing, though, is like that movie is also I mean, we're, we're barely through the summary, really. But like, yeah. even the stuff that you could expect from an Adam Sandler movie, it it flubs. And that's where I was saying, like, there's stuff that's on paper solid and in execution bad. There are jokes that I think on paper are okay jokes. There's a moment where Adam Sandler walks in to a room with with uh, Rachel Mon- Monahan. Uh, 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 not Rachel. Um, what is her first name? Is it Rachel? No, it's not Rachel. Megan. Michelle. Michelle. Michelle Monahan. Michelle Monahan. Uh, who is who is fresh off of a breakup? Her her ex husband had been cheating on her. Uh, she's locked herself in the closet. He comes in, um, or she's in the closet. He comes in and he's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, I'm lying on the floor drinking boxed wine out of a sippy cup. Do I look okay? And, like, that's a perfectly fine joke. Yes. That line went nowhere in the theater. There were crickets. And, like, it felt just sad and awkward and not, like, interesting sad and awkward. I like sad and awkward. Mm -hmm. This just felt like, I don't want to be here. We shouldn't be in this room. This feels like it's a little just uh, uh. let's let's start in fact here with with sort of the human elements of this movie which sure. is is uh, there's an interview uh I, I talked about this a little bit on the beast cast last week there's an interview with like tim harrowley who's the the guy who writes a lot of adam sandler's movies and he he goes on in there and he talks about how adam sandler sort of insists on there being a human element to everything that he does mm-hmm. uh here it is a, just about the most tossed off thing in the world like the the relationship between him Kevin James, this other character placed by played by Josh Gad, who is just like every conspiracy theory uh, stereotype kind of thrown together into one character, and also like a little bit of like, oh, he doesn't understand personal space, and maybe maybe he likes men's bodies too much. I don't. They do some like it's it, and they but then they, <laughs> that also somehow still goes nowhere. Like they right. don't ever right. follow up on yeah, it. It's right. just like a tossed off joke, and then that's the joke. end of that. And then also he wants to bang Hubert yeah. as a lady. Well, we'll get we'll get to that because that is uh. sort of, I think that is that is what we close this with. But okay. uh, so spoilers. The relationships between those characters are completely worthless. Uh, the other characters, the Michelle Monaghan character, who is supposed to be the theoretical love interest for Adam Sandler, uh, she's not really anything. Like they don't bother to really establish her beyond the notion that she's in the military. She's very she's very smart, and then at some point she becomes a ninja and also right. is a mom. But then like there's no right, identical so like, personality the, beyond that. This is the situation where where I we can talk about like those the categories that they try to set up and that they don't feel like they're solid and they don't do anything with them. Right? Like she's set up to be an outsider. She isn't into games. She's right. a mom. Her son plays games. This dude plays games. She doesn't get games, but like they don't actually ever play with that in any interesting, funny way. No. Interesting or funny, either way. Neither way. Um and and. Like, she just basically is there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she develops weapons for them to fight the aliens, and, like, that's okay, and, like, that's it. There isn't there isn't really an an arc there. You know, she's a love interest, but there isn't, like, a... She doesn't learn anything about games. She doesn't learn anything about play. She doesn't learn anything about, like, love, really. Like, there yeah. isn't... There isn't an arc so much as, like, oh, she is there, and at first she isn't with Adam Sandler, and then she is... And I mean that's and that I think is a repeating theme throughout the movie is a complete and utter unwillingness to to even attempt to teach any of these characters anything. Right. Uh, you know the the whole premise of the movie is essentially you know it's supposed to be kind of a, a nerdy power fantasy. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be the idea of this person who's been told repeatedly throughout their lives that they're, the skills that they have learned playing these games, you know, doing this stuff. Is uh, fairly useless in modern society. Right. This is uh, a classic story. Again, this is Ready Player One. This is the Last Starfighter. This is Armada. Exactly. This is this is a million things. Like, hey, you people said you wasted your time playing video games. Guess what? You didn't. 
actually now you're the only one who's ready to fight the aliens. And I've always thought, and this movie really drew it into focus, that there is an uncanny subtext to that, which is that, in fact, you have wasted your time. Because right. the aliens aren't coming. Like, there isn't the alien invasion. There isn't the, the, apocalypse, the, the, you know, the, the apocalypse situation where, like, oh, finally, your skills are going to be put to use. That isn't coming in real no. life. And so the takeaway has to be, oh, wait, I did waste my time. And that, that is really frustrating for me as someone who thinks that play is valuable even before it can save your life. Yeah. I mean, for, for me, it was this really, I, we walked out of the theater and, and I suddenly realized that there is this kind of soft version of this hero myth, this like, you didn't waste all your time thing that is, is kind of very real when in the work of people like Jane, Jane McGonigal, uh, the, the development of gamification over the last five or six years, the, the like constant reminder that no, 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 games are valuable because they make you more productive and more efficient and they they help your psychological situation and and like all of these sorts of and I'm not I'm not saying that that's like a a that that sort of research shouldn't be done or anything like that. Um, but this like constant reminder or this constant need to justify play right. takes away from it in in a weird way. Like Adam Sandler's character didn't need to save the world for that for him to have competed in the 1982 game game championship for that to have mattered in his life. It gets to matter just because it was a cool thing he did as a kid. And also, he, the rest of his life had nothing to do with games. That was the other thing about this, this movie is, like, he did that thing in 1982, and that was it. He kind of gave up on games right. after that. So so why even go to him? Why not go to the the people who have, like, gaming museums and this? His whole thing is like, oh, he understands games. Well, so no, like, the whole the, his whole thing is that he happens to be friends with the president <laughs> right, right in sorry. the middle of this this whole uh, chaos. So that's, yes. that's, that's sort of why he gets involved. But you're right, and I think that the thing that you say, it, it, the thing that throws it so much into stark relief, the idea of, like, what this power fantasy is, in a movie like, say, like, The Matrix, mm-hmm. which is also a, a similar thing of, like, your life is sort of mundane and uninteresting, right. and, but you know theoretically somewhere deep down that you're destined for greater things. You know, in reality, a character like Neo, who is just sort of disaffected in dealing drugs or doing whatever it is he's doing in his spare time, no, there's not really an out for that character. But because the fantasy is so interesting and so exciting and so what they build into it, like, it's, it's a, it takes you away from, you know, sort of really reading into that and going, and, and you still buy in. Right. With but this, there was in, never even an attempt at that. It's, it's like they don't try to tell you that, like, you know, they don't try to really make that character seem like he's, his life is improving in really right. meaningful ways. It's more just like, well, no, he accidentally got to save the Earth, and now I guess everything's cool? Everything's all right. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, so you look at something like The Matrix where you can look at the disaffectedness of a character like Neo's as a symptom of his understanding that the world is, is, is innately fucked. Right. right. That like, oh, he's uh, a kind of a nobody because he doesn't feel uh, – because he's alienated from the world because he can tell something is wrong with it. The fact that Adam Sandler's character was alienated from the world didn't reflect any – deep truth about the world before the aliens came like it was just he's kind of a miserable middle-aged dude yeah shrug yeah that's that's really all it boiled down to was it was a guy who was very depressed and did not make a whole lot of himself which yeah. i mean and that's fine and, and it turns but... out there are other versions of adam there are other adam sandler movies where he's a depressed guy who doesn't make a lot of himself that i like yeah he can do that it's possible but he hasn't made one of those in a long time nah, not so much and you know it, the really jarring thing for me about him, especially in this movie, uh, in his character, is that, you know, in theory, he's supposed to be this kind of, you know, nerd stand-in, like catch-all nerd stand-in. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be the guy who was good at video games that everyone told wasn't important, but then beca- gets to be. 
Yeah. But in reality, the character he's playing is not really all that nerdy. He's just kind of an asshole. He's just mean. He's just kind of a socially uh, maladept asshole who does not have a lot of friends. Mm -hmm. One of his friends became the president of the United States, and then I think that's it. I think that's like the only person he really seems to hang out with. The Josh Gad character. But they hadn't talked in a long time because he'd been off, you know, looking for Kennedy conspiracies. And he he has an ex-wife, I think, is a thing that they gesture towards. Oh, that's right. They said, yeah, he had been married at one point. But, like, you know, most of the movie... He's basically calling people names right. and, and you know, essentially sort of falling back into the sort of like kind of jockish rhythms that, that a lot of Adam Sandler characters tend to get into. Yeah. And again, they're not even consistent with it, right? Like there's that scene about 30 minutes into the movie where he goes into the war room after the aliens have arrived and he's there to like show them, tell them what's what, to tell them, oh, this is how you could beat it. It's like, it's like that one special version of Galaga if, if you knew – you know, how the pattern worked, and they all kind of like, no, you're just a nobody. And so he just, like, spends the next six minutes, like, making jokes at their expense. Like, oh, this guy, he loves Cheetos. Like, haha, yeah. you're really old. And that's and supposed then, to be the part where you think, oh, yeah, Adam Sandler, the funny man, right. he's back. You're supposed but to laugh like, at him, at, at him making fun of all these people. And then, like, a scene later, they're like, oh, no, we really do need you. And that scene then becomes Josh Gad yelling at people and making fun of them. And we're supposed to be like, oh, this guy, he's socially obnoxious. Like, and then Adam Singer's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I got it, buddy. Like, I'm good with people. And like, are you? Because you were making an ass of yourself like a scene ago. That wasn't an element of your character. Like, there was deeply inconsistent characterization, deeply inconsistent in terms of like who the, the target of those jokes was. Yeah. Because like, really, in, in a real sense, that earlier scene was look it was yeah nerds are getting their their chance to shine and like yell at people who think that they're useless and the next scene was like oh nerds am mm-hmm. i right I'm like yeah like what who's your target here is it the audience because it feels like the thing you're making fun of the most is the audience i mean that's and to be fair anyone and probably us included who pays to go see pixels <laughs> probably deserves that mockery but that's I, fair i don't know man it's like the biggest surprise for me, I mean, it's not its not surprising to me that Adam Sandler comedy in 2015 is not that funny. Like, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for a movie that cost, you know, in the neighborhood of $100 million to make, yeah, uh, had Chris Columbus, who, fair, has not really made a good movie in a very long time. The last thing he made was the first Percy Jackson movie, which is not uh, good. Yeah. Uh, even still, this is supposed to be like a big action blockbuster kind of thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be kind of an exciting thing, seeing these video game, I mean, not really vi- these video game characters that you know, but like these sort of... These shapes. These, these hacked together shapes that sort of look like <laughs> Pac-Man and Centipede and what yeah. have you. Uh, just laying waste to the world and humanity fighting back and what have you. Yeah. Uh, the action could not have fallen any flatter for me. Uh, every single action scene in that movie is completely devoid of tension. Right. Uh, they don't show any consequences whatsoever for what's taking place other than occasionally people's like limbs getting pixelated and mm-hmm. cars exploding and what have you. But like there's never really any sense of urgency from anyone in the movie. Right. Uh, the it, I know it's supposed to be an action comedy, so maybe it's not supposed to be very serious. I, I, dire, I, I get that. Yeah. But it's like it's just it, it was it was all totally airless. There's no that's, weight to any that's of it. That's the thing, it. is like, you know, I can I can shit on this movie all day for it not being thematically interesting, but and I understand that the response to that is like, yeah, it's an Adam Sandler movie, whatever. But for me, when I think about something like Wreck-It Ralph, that movie, because the creators wanted to make something that was thematically dense, it had to be crafted at such a high level to communicate those themes or to even touch on them Right. that it was by nature just a fun thing to go do, to go watch. It was funny and it was, and it was uh, you know, efficient filmmaking and it was fun to watch the action sequences because 
the the creators needed to needed the density of meaning in every shot. Like, okay, what is being communicated about Ralph in this shot? Whereas in in uh, Pixels, like nothing is being communicated about any of those characters other than like I guess Adam Sandler wanted to be a badass with a light gun for a scene. Yeah, right. Like that's all that's being communicated about the character. So of he course, understands the patterns, and that's it. And that's like, it. And so the scenes are flat because there's they're not actually they're not communicating it. They don't need to communicate anything. So there, there's kind of like not the um, there's something to kind of push to communicate something interesting or, or vivid or like spectacular because like who cares? There's no stakes other than like uh, do we win? Like uh, yeah. Whereas and, in a good movie, the stakes are something to do with characterization or or, or comedy. Like they're never trying to make us laugh in these action scenes. No. Right? No, the only halfway competent action scene in the entire movie is the Pac-Man chase where they're sure. driving around New York and they're they're sort of trying to use these cars to to destroy Pac-Man that are you know they're called ghosts or whatever. Right, right, right. Uh, but even that is is a pretty bad scene. Like there's there's not much going on there. At some point, they, there's some bit in there about Peter Dinklage's character using cheat codes right. to somehow hack the game, which doesn't make any sense because he's driving a car, so I don't know how he's hacking That's the physics of that fucking car to make uh, that work, but whatever. Uh, he put the cheat codes in. He but he put the cheat it. codes in, and somehow that worked. I don't know. Uh, made him, he put in the super speed Pac-Man code. Yeah. And That's then the it, thing. is like, I don't... Ah. So, uh, you know, we've already had a long talk, last Beast cast, on, on empty nostalgia. Yes. This like doesn't even go through the effort of being empty nostalgia. Like it's it doesn't even say, oh, Peter Dinklage used some exploit that he found. He didn't use a wall hack. Like he put in the cheat codes. Like what? Yeah. There aren't that's not a thing. And and I don't want to be the nerd who's like, there's no cheat codes in Pac-Man. But if you're going to give me the empty love letter to Pac-Man, give me the empty love letter to Pac-Man. Be yeah. like, oh, I, I went around the thing. I went, you know, like there's there's jokes to do there that are kind of funny and that would make you laugh. And they just don't hit them. No, and they don't even try. Yeah. Uh, you know, the closest they get is bringing out an old Japanese dude to pretend to be a, the fake creator of Pac-Man, and then have him, you know, get his arm chomped off by Pac-Man. Yeah. And it's like, there you go. Yeah. There's your fucking nostalgia. Yeah. Enjoy. There's like seven seconds when Kubert first showed up that I was like, oh man, I dude, like he's he... super cute. The second he shows up, yeah, yes. I was like, wow, look how cute. And then he talks. And then he talks. And then he keeps talking. And he's not just swearing. It's not just like yeah. little word bubbles. Like yeah. that happens once. The rest of the time, he's just talking like a normal. Like basically sounds Almost like a minion. Like a minion. Yeah. He's kind of a, he's kind of a minion. So the the thing with with Hubert, uh, the way the game is structured, uh, each side has three lives, and anytime one side wins, they get a trophy. Right. The first trophy I think is the dog. From it's the Duck dog Hunt? from Duck Hunt. Right. The second one is Cubert. Uh, and then the last one essentially become it's Cubert, but it turns into this. Fake video game warrior lady that Josh Gad's character is totally yeah. obsessed with. Lady and like Lisa. Wants. Yeah, and uh, she is a mute character played by a model whose name I cannot recall, or an actress I cannot recall. Uh, but basically, she is just there to be his object of his trophy wife. Intense desire, right? Is the nice way of putting that. Yeah, uh, he wants to bone her. Yeah, so he really. So she shows up. They then she disappears when they win the battle, and then at some point, Hubert morphs into this woman, and Josh Gad, off screen at least, yeah, fucks Hubert, and then has a bunch of Hubert. There are a bunch of Hubert babies. That Which, that's uh, listen. I'm not here to talk about what Hubert can or can't do. No, that's fine. If you want to fuck Hubert? Fuck Hubert. Yeah. But like, don't give me any pretense about it. Also, the idea of you get a woman right. as your reward as your reward is also like the conversion scene where he's like, "Listen, I just love you a whole bunch. Don't be an evil alien." 
Yeah, he just basically just says he basically says I'm a really nice guy. Yeah, I'm really cool. Like it's, I, but I'm not going to fight you because I'm in love with you, right. and I'm just you know I care I, I I care about you too much. Right. This woman who's been on a poster in my bedroom for the last thirty years. And again, this is forty five minutes after a virgin nerd joke. Yes, joke. like not what, even that really. No, yeah, like, what are you what are you doing movie? What do you who who is this for? That's and, and so this is the ultimate question, right? Right, is who the hell is Pixels actually supposed to be for? In theory, it's supposed to be. Pe- People like you and me. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be people who love video games. Yeah, uh, which we do. Do enjoy video game nostalgia, at least on some level. On some level, absolutely. Again, Qbert showed up. I went, oh, man, that's a yeah. good Qbert. That's cute. I even think that the Duck Hunt dog, when that came up and made that noise, I was like, oh, yeah. Because you know what? That was a one-scene visual gag, exactly, and that was it. Exactly. It knew when to move on from that. Yes. But in reality, most of this movie is about dunking on nerds. Yeah. It's about sort of like, you know, just not so subtle mockery of the very audience it is supposedly courting. Yep. So in which case, people who wouldn't necessarily want to go to a movie to be dunked on, yep. none of them are going to get anything out of the video game stuff or, you know, just kind of the nostalgic aspects of it. Anyone who's just going in expecting another Adam Sandler comedy is going to be pretty fucking bored because it is funny. it has very few jokes compared yeah. to most uh, even the laziest Adam Sandler comedies. At least those they have bits. Mm-hmm. They're bad bits. But they're bits. But they're bits. Yeah. This has almost none of that. Fireblaster came up with his own nickname. They come back to that 3 times. Yeah, everything with Peter Dinklage in that movie is offensive to me and i'm not usually easily offended by individual offended? performances in movies but are you holy offended shit. because he's just like wasted he's wasted the character is bad any competent director could have looked at what that dude was doing what he was going for and saying maybe you should do something else. yeah yeah because the the whole character is a mess there's a whole bit about him demanding uh <laughs> if they save the world him demanding a sex sandwich with uh serena williams and martha stewart yep uh, they they make good on that, which is by far the most offensive part of the movie. Like, there's a whole scene where Serena Williams basically just fucking hates him, and, and then, then suddenly at the end she's like, oh, hey, by the way, do you want to go have sex in the Lincoln bedroom? Right. And it's like, I mean, are you fucking kidding that's me? That's also the message about Adam Sandler's uh, uh, whole arc with Monaghan is like, is, hey, early on he's like, hey, you wouldn't sleep with me because I don't own a yacht. And then and then she's like, well, it's kind of true. And then he's like, I'm going to save the world, and then you'll sleep with me. And then that does happen. It's about the characters never actually meaningfully changing in any way, shape, or form. Yep. But because they saved the world, suddenly everyone is cool with them and their bullshit. Yep. Which is basically the worst <laughs> lesson you could ever teach <laughs> another human being. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and just to, yeah. just to top this off, the video game stuff. Uh, I said earlier on, you know, I, Namco and Atari sort of licensing their stuff. There's a Konami logo in there, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there are any Konami games in it. Uh, them doing that makes sense because, look, video games are traditionally a pretty mercenary operation, especially in the early days, the arcade days. Yep. Uh, all those games are pretty much designed just to get money out of you. And so it's not surprising that something like Pac-Man or Centipede or fucking Space Invaders or whatever would be in that movie because those companies will license anything to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh but the Nintendo, but Nintendo's a weird one, and Mario's in there briefly. Brief, brief, right, right, totally. Uh, there was apparently supposed to be a larger ending with Mario as well. Mm. Uh, they changed, but Nintendo, Nintendo's traditionally been very protective of their properties. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, nothing in Nintendo in that movie is particularly offensive. Like Donkey Kong is just a boss fight. Mario is just kind of there as part of the invasion, jumping on people's heads mm-hmm. and destroying stuff, and like that's fine. But it's just such an odd thing for them to be a part of. Because, yeah. like, you know, Wreck-It Ralph made a certain amount of sense because there was a lot of, like, different... It was sort of Roger Rabbiting a bunch of characters into one place. Uh, but, and they were treating them as characters and yes. not just bad guys. 
Yeah, and so. here it's like the idea of Mario being a bad guy. I mean, I kind of, I, it's it's not really that strange. Uh, no, 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 but, horrible, there's no, but it's, they're not characters. Yeah, and they're not getting anything out right. of this other than being associated with. Essentially, what they're saying is we want to be associated with the Adam Sandler brand. We think this is going to do something for us. We want to be a part of this. I can't imagine the money they were making would have been that meaningful to them. Yeah. So it's like there's no other reason than to say they wanted, to, they thought there was still some value in being a part of this project. And I, I. I find that a little disappointing because I feel like Nintendo's protectiveness of their properties has generally been a good thing for yeah, them. Yeah, totally. Uh, they've picked, outside of like the occasional Mario Brothers movie here and there, uh, they've done a good job of picking where they allow their characters and their brands to appear. Again, assigning too much prestige to any one game company or franchise, given the mercenary nature of mm-hmm. the industry, is probably not necessary. But if there's one, but if there's one, I think Nintendo. I think Nintendo's the one that you kind of want to remain somewhat unsullied. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I just I'm a little disappointed that they were so eager to like go out there and promote that thing. Like you know they were promoting it from their Twitter account and whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just sort of like, man, did anyone over there actually watch this movie yeah, before it came out? Because holy shit, it's weird. You know, there's the, this movie was was based on a short film. It was, yes, uh, by a person whose name I wrote down and have since forgotten. Um, it was like an eight minute movie. It's like an eight minute movie called Pixels, um, and it is a different. It's different because it's just like the big invasion, right? And it's and, um, and it's just the characters laying waste to the city, right? It's Patrick Jean is the name of the is the name of the actor, and yeah, so so it's like the visual effects stuff, which still looked pretty cool in the short film, and. It is like as the waves of old game characters wash over New York City, it becomes gray and cubed and like all the life is drained out of it. And eventually the whole earth, spoilers for this eight minute movie, is becomes a giant gray polygon cube in the sky, like in the in space. And that is like this amazing alternate version of this film right? yeah. that is like watch as empty nostalgia emerges from our old ruined TVs, washes over us. We are helpless in in the face of it, and it removes all of our individuality yep. and uniqueness because all we can do is identify with it. Yeah. We are all just this. Gr- oh yeah, that's the thing I know. The short film is actually legitimately very good. Yeah, I, I totally it. understand why they licensed it. I just yep. I don't think anyone could have turned that into a good full length film, and definitely not the combination of Adam Sandler and right. Tim Harley to do that. Yep. Uh, so bottom line, Pixels is a fairly horrendous film. Uh, it is not a particularly great representation of video games or nostalgia or, or Adam anything. Sandler. Or, or uh, yeah, it's a bad look for Krakowski. Sandler. Oh, yeah, Jane Krakowski is in that movie for like two oh. seconds. Like, what is she even doing there? Like, Brian better. Cox. He deserves better. Brian Cox is in there as like an angry general, and he had, like he has a plot thread. It's yeah. going, and then it suddenly oh, wait, just disappears like two thirds ah, way. Yeah, you never make good not on it. Great, not great. Uh, do not go see Pixels ever. Uh, is my recommendation to you. Uh, go see, go watch Wreck-It Ralph again. Go do anything, and you know, go watch Ex- Existence. Yeah, that's like, my go-to. Just, just you know, in, in, in always be on the lookout for empty nostalgia where it appears. You know, don't, don't, uh, don't give in to it. Don't just say, oh, it's got the things I like in yeah. it. Say like, oh, that has the things I like in it, and it's doing something interesting yeah. with them. It's playing with them. It's making me feel the way I felt back then. It, if you want to hear more about this, we've talked about this on the Beastcast this week. Yeah. Go listen to that. Yeah. We, we could go on forever here, but I have to go. No, I understand. You know, so, so, yeah, in summation, uh, it is King of Kong, uh, a Namco Classics Collection, and an Ernest Klein novel stirred together with Adam Sandler's middle finger. Do not go see it. On my birthday. I'm so sorry. Bye, Alex. Bye, Austin. <laughs>